Spears of light pierced through Tim's eyes and straightened to his brain. He raised his arms to block the light and shut his eyes as tightly as he could. His ears were assaulted by a roar like a lion getting raped by an elephant. Whatever made that sound was right in front of him, but he couldn't force his eyes open. The roaring continued. The air around Tim vibrated with sound, and he could feel the warmth of breath on his face. He scooted back in his seat. Slowly, the muscles of his eyelids started to relax, and he was able to crack his eyes open. He wished he hadn't. Sitting directly across from him was some kind of man-beast, a monster, not some dude in a costume, a real fucking flesh-and-blood monster, and it looked pissed. Its right arm, which might have been as thick around as Tim, reached across its massive chest and behind its left shoulder. Tim tried to get to his feet and run, but his feet couldn't find the floor. The monster yanked something out of the back of its shoulder with a wince, an arrow. The front half of the shaft was coated in black blood, which dripped from the barbed tip. Whatapuck, said the monster. It dropped the arrow and looked at its clawed hands. Two new screams pried Tim's attention away from the giant monster in front of him. He wasn't alone in here with the creature. There was some small comfort in that, but who the hell were these people? A short, stout guy with a thick red beard and metal armor sat next to the beast. His feet barely touched the floor. Tim thought of Humpty Dumpty. The other guy was dressed in a long white nightshirt and looked suspiciously like... Julian? Huh? said the monster, looking up. The squat-bearded guy jumped to his feet and ran across the floor of the... Where the hell were they? This wasn't the chicken hut. He ran through a canvas flap of a doorway and fell forward and out of sight. Judging by the sound of the ugh shortly afterward, it hadn't been a far fall. Hold your fire! Came a sound from outside. This can't be real. We couldn't actually be... The giant monster turned to look at the guy in the white pajamas. Julian? It said. It went into a fit of coughing, loud, wet, hacking coughs, and spat a gob of bloody phlegm on the floor. Pajama Guy yelped, jumped to his feet, and ran out the door. He must have landed on the bearded guy as Tim heard another grunt from below. Pajama Guy's torso was still visible as he stumbled forward a couple of steps. Hands where we can see them, magic user, said the voice from outside. The guy in the pajamas raised his hands. His head pivoted left, then right, and he turned around to face the wagon. He didn't look any less frightened than he had in here with the monster. You have five seconds to send out the orc, or the wizard dies! The monster turned to Tim. The fury was gone from its face. If Tim had to guess, he'd say he was looking at confused desperation. Tim? It said. Cooper? Said Tim. Why was his voice so high? He put a hand to his throat and tried to clear it, but there was nothing to clear. Four! What's going on? Said the monster. I think we're... Three! We're in the game, Cooper! Two! Shit, said Tim. Those guys are about to shoot Julian! One! What? On my command, shoot the elf, said the voice outside. The rest of you, keep your eyes on the wagon! Tim shifted in his seat to get a better view. A soldier on horseback held a crossbow on Julian. A fly buzzed around the soldier's face. His horse stomped its hooves nervously. This is your last warning, shouted the voice from outside. You either surrender the orc, or else I will have no choice but to... The fly landed on the nose of the soldier who was covering Julian. 
He went to swat it away, and his finger slipped on the trigger of the crossbow. He fired a bolt right into Julian's chest. Ow! Julian looked down at the bolt sticking out of his chest. What was that? Cooper let out a thunderous roar as he got to his feet, tearing the canvas roof apart from the frame. In an instant, he was out of the wagon. His first step landed on Dave. It only took four more and half as many seconds before he had run straight past Julian, who stood frozen in fear. Cooper pulled Julian's assailant off of his horse by the shoulders and swung him around like a drunk uncle swinging a toddler. He made two full rotations before connecting the soldier's boots with the torso of the one who had been shouting the orders. The commander flew backwards, landing on his back a good five feet behind his horse. Cooper made one more rotation and released the soldier he had been swinging. The man spun through the air like a limbed frisbee. Cooper looked for something else to smash.